My name is Roseanne BC and I'm a certified health coach uh, with the company called Optivia. I'm a coach because I love helping people transform their health and their lives. There's a couple different plans. Um, it's safe for a lot of different people and a lot of different ages um, and places in their lives. I have so many clients that have had such great success and there's a portion of the program that is you get your health coach you get the products, but you also get a community of people who are there. So we do Zooms every Monday night um, nationwide. And if people want to get more involved with other people on the same journey as them, then they can join in and have that kind of support. The website you can reach me at is sacredrosehealthandwellness.com. And um, you can email me from there, or you can book um, a virtual coaching session there where we can get your health assessment started and get you moving in the right direction. The people's voices will be heard. The leaders of this nation will then be conferred. Now let's see what they will do with the office they will hold. Will they really help the people or keep us in the cold? I hear a lot of noises on that square box called a TV and both the sides spewing crap. Hell yeah, I messed that line up, but that's all right. <laughs> Both sides do spew. I hear the issues and who's to blame, but not what they will do. Voting has started, and I can't say this enough. Being wrong all the time <laughs> has to be tough. Georgia didn't suppress any votes, and the numbers don't lie. Records were made, and everyone's in line. No suppression has happened, and no Jim Crow there. Could it be another political tactic laced with fear? Here is something that we all should be afraid. Does anyone know how iPhones are made? They are made with petroleum and other items galore. 6,000 items are made using oil, probably more. Also, the diesel is low. And that won't be good. Tons of products are delivered, especially wood. What I'm about to say, I just, what I, it's just what I think is best. At a certain age for certain jobs, there should be a test. <laughs> a physical of sorts, both of body and mind, to make sure you can still do the job. Look, I'm not trying to be unkind. But to represent the people, your health should be weighed. And at a certain age, driver's test should be made. Welcome to Divided We Stand. I am Jimmy B. And that grizzly bear over there is Joe Aguirre. Uh, I'm not going to say this is the most important election ever because it's been said every single election throughout the dawn of time. Yeah. But this is a pretty important election here, Joe. Right? Uh, a lot of people... A lot of people believe this will determine the fate of the country, right? The soul of the country. I, I don't know if that's completely true because I don't buy it. 
you know, this country is a very hilly country when it comes to a lot of Jim, social and economical aspects. You're, you you know? work in conservative radio in Connecticut. I do. Who's been running this state more or less for the last 40 years? The Democrats. Is it in the toilet? I mean, is it like a destitute Venezuela in Connecticut? No, it's not Venezuela. No, no. it's not. So, so will we survive two more years if the Democrats win in Connecticut, or or two more years nationally if the Republic? Who it, it, it honestly doesn't really make a difference. It really doesn't. At the end of the day. A lot of this is, is is hyperbolic. A lot of this is rhetoric, right? The Republicans are going to take us back to the 1800s. Uh, you know, and these guys are going to destroy America. Nobody's doing any of those things. And it's the same accusations they've been making for a good decade against each other. No one's doing that. If not longer, yeah. Yeah, at least a decade. I mean, right? it's, I mean, George George W. Bush was going to start World War III. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Start. I mean, he, he did bring us into the war, but now. <laughs> yeah. Not that war, not but that a bunch war. of other ones. Yeah. You know. So, you know yeah, again, but, uh, Jimmy, I've said this to you before, dude. How many people were like, well, we're never going to recover from Trump, all the damage he did. Exactly. We're, we're doing fine. We're doing fine. No one, no one is bigger than this republic. They're just not. No Thank side you. is going to get their way. It's just not how it works. I've said that we're, when. when... We're too, Jimmy, we're too. The way we are dispersed across this nation, there's no. You know, we're not doing the blue and the gray. No, there's, no, no. Look, I told my. I told people when Trump got elected, right? That they thought it was going to be the end of the world. They thought it was going to be, you know, World War Three, just like right. any time a Republican gets elected. And I'm like, guys, you know, calm down. <laughs> If he does anything that bad, he's only going to be there for four years. And he's only going to have power if he does anything that bad for two. Right. Right. I mean, that's the way it works. That's it's always the way it works. I right? saw and the, it's a it's actually a good way to keep a good balance. I so. saw a poll today that uh the majority of Americans think that what we're gonna see in the next two years with Republicans in, in control is just lots of hearings. Yeah, I say that too. I do. It, well, here's what I think, right? This is why I say that. What can they honestly get done? Nothing. Okay. All they can do is stop him, and the best way to do that is to hold hearings. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, Joe's got the ultimate freaking veto power, so mm -hmm. send up all the freaking new laws, all the new bills you want. They're not going to get signed into law, right? And Biden is just going to rule by executive order. Yeah. That's it. Yep. Right? So nothing really... Of significance can the Republicans do Even if they take both chambers Right So what are they going to do We're going to spend millions and millions and millions of taxpayer dollars On hearings mm -hmm. That's exactly what's going to happen 100% But however It could set us up For the 2024 election Where look this is what We tried to pass Lindsey Graham You know and, and, and Tim Scott Especially him and all the other Republicans, look, we're trying to pass this, and this is what Joe Biden executive order was. So, you know, that might make some headwinds in the uh, 24 presidential election, hopefully, knock on wood. Yeah, but you know what? This is supposed to be. And if you want to turn this into the White House, the Senate, and more in two more years from now, you're going to have to do something. 
you're going to have to do something besides hold hearings. And if you're just going to hold hearings, you better put uh, Hunter Biden better end up in jail. Because if you spend two years investigating this guy and nothing comes of it, guess who you're going to be? Them. Exactly. And it's going to blow up in your face. And we're going to just start to believe more and more that all of these hearings are a bunch of nonsense political moves in order to make you think the other guy is the enemy. And you know what? Who was I talking with today about this? We were ta- I was talking to somebody about how it's it's no longer politics, right? We don't really talk politics anymore. What we do is talk scare tactics, right? Who can be the fr- who, who, what side is going to be the scariest? That's really what we're doing at this point. Who can scare the most people into voting for the other one? I mean, that's uh, all Frank, I can hear, right? Frank just commented, uh, Trump's been investigated. Can he end up in jail, too? No one's going to jail. <laughs> it's not happening. Technically, could he? Yes. Sure. He could. Will he? No. no. Come on. So, but hey, look, at I ought to tell a story real quick, right? Because I wasn't even going to talk about Fetterman tonight. I wasn't. Because I don't think it's right. I don't think it's... I, I, I don't think it's right. But... I was driving home today, and of course, somebody going 50 miles an hour in the 65-mile-an-hour zone in the left-hand lane, right? Of course. <laughs> so I, I'm not that jerk that likes just, just right around her. Like I'll, I'll give people an opportunity to move over, right? And she did. Turned her blinker on and started moving over. I was like, oh, cool. So I start going, and I get like right bumper, my front bumper to her rear bumper, she turns her left blinker on, starts coming right back over. I had to slam on my brakes, oh my end up in the shoulder. You know what I'm, I'm like? So finally, I end up, eventually end up getting around this person. And she, I swear to God, she looked like the Crypt Keeper. Oh, my I mean, God. She, you know, she was, she had to have been 92 years old. I mean, in her, in her mid 90s, <laughs> right? I don't, 92 is pretty specific. I don't know where that number came from. She's but. 92 years old. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I'm the freaking swami here. But <laughs> so that's when I started thinking. And I always said this. I've always said this. Once you hit a certain age, you should be required to take another driver's test because your reflexes, your cognitive abilities, your, your, your motor skills are not what they used to be at 16 years old when you're 70. Yeah, well, it could very well, you know, even if it's not a pass-fail test, it could be a, hey, here's where your skills are diminishing. You know, you might have a little harder time hitting the brakes hard on, you know what I mean? Just, it would be, it would be helpful and, and it should be looked at as being something that's beneficial and not like a penalty. Because look, there's plenty of old people who are sharp. None of them are in Washington, D.C., but <laughs> nice. there, there are people, uh, you know, my my uh, wife's grandfather's 85, dude. A couple of years ago, they were in Egypt riding camels, you know? They're good to go. <laughs> they're good to go. Not every, you know, I know people in their 70s that can, can barely, you know, stand up and keep it together, and so... You know, it's it's not everybody, but yeah, it, it certainly wouldn't hurt. I'm sure the insurance industry would get behind that idea. I, I can guarantee <laughs> it. I 100% guarantee it. But right back to my original point here, right? Like, I wasn't going to bring up Fetterman. I wasn't. But then I saw that video on Twitter 
the what I'm about to show you guys here in a second. Uh, and I, you know, I'm just like, you know what? If I'm gonna put my neck out there and say people over the age of 65, I'll say retirement age has to take another driver's test to just make sure that they're cognitively and motor skills uh, uh, able to. Then maybe you should, if you want to run for your United States Senate, right? I, I, I don't. Maybe you should have to have a physical. Maybe you should have to have a cognitive and abilities test, right? So I'm going to play this longer video, this longer version of the video, just so you know where else we're going to talk a little bit about today. But then you'll see what I'm talking about at the end. All right. Here we go. The latest numbers from the Georgia Secretary of State's office show Palencia voters are getting their ballots in early. The U.S. is facing a diesel shortage. Diesel helps fuel trucks, trains, and ships to get... Fracking. Yeah, fracking. No, I, I, I don't support fracking uh, at all, and I never have. I don't uh, support fracking. I, I think it's something that has to eventually go away. That you said, quote, I don't support fracking at all. So how do you square the two? Uh, I, I, I do support fracking and I don't, I don't, I support fracking and I stand and I do support fracking. Okay. Thank you, Mr. Fetterman. Yes. This guy's going to do a hell of a job on the Senate floor. A hell of a job. Honestly, though, he sounded more intelligent than Herschel Walker. We'll get to Herschel Walker. Let's stick with this guy for right now. I'll give you Herschel Walker. I've seen a lot of Democrats, Jimmy, that said he probably should have bounced out of this race. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, what was the last person I heard say that? It was an Obama official actually say, yeah, he should never, you know, once that happened, he should have dropped out. Yep. You know, and you know what? They, It's, it's Pennsylvania. They could have found another good candidate. Besides Fetterman, you know, I also read from doctors. They said a debate style format where you're asking quick fired questions and, and expecting them to respond quickly and to think quick on their feet is probably the worst position you could put a recovering stroke victim in. I don't I don't not believe that. I, I do believe that. But if he's not capable of doing the job then you're not capable of doing the job and i'm not saying that he can't be a good politician when he's 100 percent healthy uh, you, you know i'm not saying that at all but he's not obviously i mean yeah. obviously you know and i number one i've always said that i felt bad for joe biden i feel bad for this guy i really do like i in, in the case of joe biden i i call it elder abuse they're just they are literally duct taping this guy you know, sticks to him so he stands up straight. I think it's just bad and all around elder abuse or Joe Biden's case. But in the case of Fetterman, I mean, they're pushing this guy and they're pushing this guy. And he just had a freaking stroke, man. Yeah. I, I yeah. Mean, that's probably not a good position to be in either, if you ask me. But I, I didn't want to bring up Fetterman, but that old lady just. <laughs> You know, me. here's here's the thing. I mean, I, I just just the way I look at this. I mean, we're we we got to send healthy, competent people, competent to the Senate. 
again, uh, Herschel Walker to me is a the non factor. There's that guy's brain, he has brain damage. He, I mean, right? I mean, it's 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 a joke that that anybody would even vote for that guy, honestly. And I would say the same thing in, in this case as, as I do for Fetterman's man. You have to be able to. Do I support the job. fracking. I support fracking. You know, I killed two birds with one stone with that video. You noticed that, right? Yes. The flip floppy. Yeah. As well as the, uh, I, I support fracking. Yeah. So, do you, does he think anybody believes him in this? I don't even think he knows what he said. Okay. All right. That's fair enough. Yeah, Fair enough. They, they should have never done that to that guy. I don't know what they were thinking. I don't know how they thought. I don't know if they did a rehearsal and he killed it. And they're like, oh, yeah, just do that. You know, or if he did that and they were like, all right, you're going to want to elaborate on the uh, on your fracking stance. So this like, is going to bring me to another side topic here. Early voting. Only because you and I, we live in Connecticut. And this year, question number one on the ballot is. Should we Connecticut have early voting? Because we're like what one of five states that don't four. have one four, of four, one of four states. states. It's uh, us, New Hampshire, Alabama, and Mississippi. That's it. Yeah, that's uh, bad. But I'll say this: Listen, I I, I think it's Pennsylvania. So somebody's in the midst of like fifty days. Yeah, of early voting. I don't agree with that. Now. The only reason why I brought that up is because Pennsylvania is in the midst of a 50 day early well, and voting. That's a big part of the reason why Fetterman early didn't voting want to debate till after. Well, sure, but again, voting voting too early, I think situations like this you know, are, are not accounted for. I I would assume Jimmy, there's got to be. I'm listen. At the end of the day, uh, this past August, there was um, in Indiana, there was a Republican candidate who had cheated on his wife, who had cancer. She asked for a divorce, so he murdered her. He spent primary night, which he won the Republican primary. He was in jail. Oh, nice! He won the primary in jail. Yes, sir. Okay. Yeah. He celebrated it, yeah. Well, listen, I I would say there's probably some people that would have been like, oh, boy, I wish I could get that vote back. I think for the most part, most Republicans feel like that guy was the better choice than whatever liberal was running against him. Yeah. No, no. Oh, murderer. I don't know. It seems like a good church-going guy. I bet you only 50% of the people, 50% yeah. of the Republicans. That's it. Only 50% of those are Republicans. Are I have to imagine there's got to be Democrats or, or unaffiliated who are like, oh, geez, what is this guy doing? Like, I, that's why I don't like early voting too much. I would like to see if they do it in Connecticut. I've been on this for a bit. I think Friday to Tuesday. I like Friday to Tuesday, but I think it should be a rule. That the candidates need to debate. The people need to be able to hear who yeah. they're voting for. So you want to have early voting. I, you know, number one, I've been consistent as gravity on this. I'm a big states guy, right? States rights, consistent yep. as gravity. Joe, you can back me up. Uh, 
Yeah, absolutely. Whatever the state decides, the state decides because that ultimately gives the people more power, right? It gives the people more say what goes on, mm-hmm. right? And we can delve into that later if you want, but but um, they need to be able to hear and know what's going on with their with their candidates, right? So they need to be able to debate. They need to, you know, leave it up to the states. That's fine, but you need to. The state needs to require minimum of one debate prior to the start of early voting. That way people actually know what they're voting for, or yeah. at least they get a little look. The, the, yeah, yeah. I, there's no reason why that shouldn't just be part and parcel with the way all this works, honestly. Yeah, me too. I, I There's a lot of rules that uh, uh, if I was in charge of Connecticut, not not the country, but Connecticut, I wasn't born in this country, by the way, so I'll never be able to be president just to, you know, just to pop everybody's bubble out there. But if I was in charge of Connecticut, there'd be a lot of rules that I would never get reelected for again. But (laughs) yeah, I mean, there has to be debates. I would make, you know, I'm a fair but firm guy. That's the way I've always been. It's the way I'll always be. Right. So I would be fair across the board. Democrat. Talk about reaching across the aisle. There'd be no aisle. You know what I'm saying? I, there, there'd be tra- talk about transparency. I would tweet every little thing. I would broadcast every meeting. I, I would, hey guys, uh, this bill is coming up on the floor. Text this number if you like it. Text this number if you don't. We'll pick the next American bill, you know, and American Idol bill. What the hell ever? You know, that's transparency though. Yeah, absolutely I, it is. I, I mean, can somebody tell me why Governor Lamont's friggin' pay salary went from number one? Why? How are they getting paid eight million dollars a year to begin with? Is is beyond me, right? How what? How does he go from eight to fifty four? Can anybody? I I just I've been trying to find a good explanation for it, and I it is it is a little sketch, just a tiny tiny bit. Right, eight million to start was a little sketchy. Saved eight million dollars a year. Oh no, he doesn't get paid eight million dollars a year. And I was like, oh, cool, because that's a little excessive. No, he gets paid fifty-four million dollars a year because he gave himself a pay raise. Little sketch, right? Just saying. But that, I'm getting off the beaten path here. Well, I'll tell you what's more concerning is the fact that the sitting incumbent governor is sitting on three party lines, mm. and. They kicked the Green Party, uh, the Libertarian Party candidate off the ballot. He's suing in court right now. Good. Um, I wonder the how Democrats, much the, uh, Yeah, well, listen, he, his name is Dr. Aaron Lewis. He, and he does, he, he's expecting to not be on the ballot at this point. And he, now he just wants to fight it because ultimately it could lead to the law being changed through court. So... Good. The, the Democrats and the Republican stranglehold on Connecticut will be slightly lifted, hopefully, in the near future. And I, met, I wonder how much it costs Lamont to get that third party line. Oh, yeah, my dude. Well, so I don't know if you know the story, but Not so he got the um, he got the Griebel, uh Monty Frank ticket. And Oz Griebel did not like Ned Lamont. Mm. And they uh, the party endorsed Ned Lamont because Ned Lamont promised that he would kick around the idea or introduce the idea of ranked choice voting. And he's really? definitely not going to do that. No. 
So, big lie. Well, yes. Big lie. I, I was who was surprised at this though. At this point, I'm I'm curious who's surprised. Nobody. Honestly. Okay, the way it goes. Yeah. All right. Good. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Scare tactics, man. It is an all time high. And you know who I was talking to about this? <laughs> Excuse me. My mother in law. Surprisingly enough, me and my mother in law, we uh, we battle sometimes. We do. Not gonna lie, we battle. You know, we love each other and everything, but you know, we battle. We do. Uh, she's like, I can't believe the Republicans are just using these scare tactics. You know, always, always. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Right? And she brought up. What was this latest one here? God bless America. Now I can't think about it. This was the latest one. Anyways, I brought up the abortion. I mean, we just started going back and forth. And then we both sat down and we agreed. Like, this is the most div divisive uh, uh, legislative body we've ever seen in our entire lives. Like, yeah. they, don't, they don't want to get along. They don't want to compromise. They just want to vilify and and divide. That's it. And they all and they're using scare tactics right now. And isn't it is Clover Kiss Media, whoever this person who uh, chimed in is, it is an all time high. It is an all time high. And I, and she asked me like, "What do we do to fix this?" And uh, uh, I, I don't know. How do you stop it right now? You. you if, if I pray to God somebody comes up with an answer besides somebody doing something extremely dramatic, which, you know, I don't think we can actually talk about, so I won't, but uh, it's not going to change. Nothing's yeah. going to change. No, nothing is going to change. And it's unfortunate. And that, that hero that we're waiting on, I, I, I just, I don't know. I don't see it happening. I just told you, I can't, I was, I wasn't born in America, so I can't be president. Sorry, guys. I apologize. I do. But <laughs> look at my time is almost up here before we get to uh, the bottom half here. So I wanted to talk about this diesel shortage a little bit because that is going to cause a huge problem if that is comes to fruition, which right now I saw reports that say that we only have 25 days of reserves, not that we only have 25 days of oil. But of yep. reserves, right? So if we do run out of oil during the winter, because you know where we live in New England, and that's all we freaking use up here, <laughs> uh, we only have twenty five days of backup, and that's diesel, not even heating oil and all that other kind of stuff that we're going to run out of, right? So yep. I, people are like, oh, I don't have a diesel truck, right? I don't have that. I don't care. Well, you know, it does have diesel truck. There are Dove has trucks that have diesel in them. The ones that bring the fuel to the fuel stations, right? It's mm -hmm. funny, isn't it? They bring they bring gasoline, but they fill up with diesel. Anyways, uh, you you'd figure it'd just be gasoline, right? You can just never run out of gas. No, no, they require diesel. So we run out of diesel, trucks don't roll. We run out of gas. We run out of everything. And if the trains don't run. If the trains can't run, we're really screwed. I mean, the amount of product, any let's put it this way, because it is so cheap, anything non-perishable goes on train. Yeah. Anything, right? And 
so let's not even talk about I'm just gonna bring this up because I pulled this list up because I wanted to see this, right? Uh products that use petroleum-based uh chemicals in, in in the making of, they use oil essentially, right? iPhones are made with them. Did you know that? They yeah. it's used in the making of iPhones, putty, purses, that. propane, transparent trash bags, uh backpacks. Dishwashing liquid, drinking cups, electrical tape. I mean, there's a whole giant list here, right? This is one I thought was really funny to me. Solar panels are made <laughs> using gasoline. Yep. That's, that's crazy, not, right? That's, you know, but isn't that the exact definition of irony or something like that? But, yeah. Shampoo, by the way, has it in there. Shampoo. Mm -hmm. Petroleum, solvents, definitely. Yeah. Solar panels. Sunglasses. I mean, there's a ton huge list of stuff that are uh use they use gasoline in their products so we're not going to be running out of that anytime soon or we better not be because if we are oof. <laughs> what are we gonna i mean that, I, you should be scared of that we and it's not like jimmy but i'm not the only one reporting this it's getting reported all over the news right now that we're in a dc you i just showed you a clip of it right i, I don't know it's it's we live in new england joe <laughs> it gets really really cold up here man yeah right it's it's and, I, i'll tell you it's very concerning right now and we're a very old state mm -hmm. with very old properties with very old oil tanks that, you know, the majority of houses in the, you know, from here to Maine use oil to heat, to heat their houses. It, it could be, this could be extremely, extremely bad this winter. I don't know if you saw, but Governor Lamont sent out to uh, about several thousand of the poorest families. They got, checks for 107 bucks you know that's hilarious that is yeah. hilarious do you know what uh, on the radio this morning i had a friend of mine text me his oil bill receipt right so they got a check for 107 so this is perfect this is absolutely perfect that you said that 107 dollars. my friend just bought 198 gallons to fill his oil tank up and he paid 1500 Thanks for the hundred and seven there, Natty. Right, yeah, the hundred seven dollars does zero. It really doesn't. Buys you ten well gallons anything? Yeah, it's ridiculous. Eleven gallons, or maybe yeah. That's I don't know if you saw too. You know, um, the Biden administration they increased Social Security by seven percent. I did see that. Which again, too little, too late. And I mean, what is seven percent? It's it's not exactly uh, putting you up on easy street, you know. What what's the uh, term? A living wage, right? It's not a living increase. I'll put it. I'll say that. How about that, there, Bernie? It's yeah. not a living increase. Yeah, I, I've talked to a lot it's, of people, and they're very concerned about winter time and getting through winter and and being able to afford home heating oil and gas for your car and groceries for your for your belly. It's gonna be tough, you know. I mean, and uh, here in Connecticut, they just did away with LIHEAP. They cut the LIHEAP program that does, that helps people out. But they have a rainy day slush fund of, what, $8 billion? Was that the last, I think I heard? $8 billion slush fund, rainy day fund? 
Yeah. But they cut There's the buy program that, to help people out. That, that's that makes a lot of sense. I, I don't know what's going on. But yet this yet, just like in eastern Kentucky, where it's been, you know, the number one poorest county forever in this country, they're gonna keep voting, you know, old Mitch in. We're gonna keep voting all the Democrats in that have made this state one of the most expensive in the country. We're going to keep voting them in here and nothing is going to change. But yet on November 9th, everybody's going to start complaining again. Yes. Right. That's all you're yeah. going to hear. Oh, what the hell is too expensive still? Well, you know what? You didn't go out and vote, did you? Well, the poll said they were up by 17 points. So why would I? Well, because you, because you didn't go out and vote, idiot. That's why. I mean, but that's, what's going to happen on November 9th. And it's, Pretty pathetic. And yes, I did pick a blue and a red state. Fair and fair and balanced across the board, baby. Right? True. So uh oh crap. Is it break time already? It is already. That went fast, Joe. All right, we gotta take a quick break here. And then on the other side, we're gonna go to I actually changed it up a little bit. So uh stay tuned for the flip side of things by Joe. Love it. There's no bigger investment than home ownership. And to make sure the house is up to your standards, you need a professional to look it over. Brian Flanagan from Shamrock Home Inspections is a licensed home inspector and a member of the Connecticut Association of Home Inspectors. Brian was a contractor for over 15 years, so he knows how homes should be constructed and how mechanicals should work. What makes me a good home inspector was the 20 years that I was a home improvement person doing all the different repairs that I have done and what other people have done wrong that I had to go out and fix. So I have a pretty quick eye on seeing what's right and what's wrong. Before you move, call Shamrock Home Inspections. Before you make the biggest investment of your life, call Brian Flanagan from Shamrock Home Inspections at 860-268-2566 or visit shamrockhomeinspectionct.com. According to a new Pew Research poll, Republicans have lower confidence than Democrats do in scientists' ability to act in the public's best interest, and they tend to think that they should stay out of policy debates. As a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, just 15% of Republicans have a strong trust in science which is a worse score than the Supreme Court currently has. <laughs> when it comes to whether scientists should weigh in on public policy and debates about scientific issues, 70% of Republicans think scientists should focus on establishing sound scientific facts rather than step into the discussion. Well, so who should be having the discussion? The experts who study this every day or a congresswoman who took four tries to get her GED before she got elected. I swear to God, you have a crush on her. <laughs> Look, the Republican anti-science and anti-education philosophy is embarrassing. People who don't understand how science works can't have serious debates about issues like abortion and climate change and vaccines. Anti-Racist Baby is a real book, by the way. You can buy it $10.26 on Amazon. That's not a joke. That's a little steep. 66% of Democrats think scientists should take an active role in policy debates. 
Democrats generally think that scientists are better than politicians and other people at making policy decisions when they relate to scientific matters and ideas that polls show 55% in the demographic. Among the liberal elite is also a real book, 436, used on eBay. There you go. How hilarious is that? Listen, more Republicans than Democrats think scientists are usually worse at policy decisions, 17% to just 5%. But the biggest share of Republicans report thinking that scientists are neither better nor worse at the calls at 58%. Boom. That's the only scientist you guys know besides Dr. Fauci. Democrats' <laughs> confidence in scientists has stayed relatively stable over the last five years with confidence levels hovering around 90% and the lack of confidence hovering around 10% since late 2018. These guys don't buy any of it, dude. Republicans, though, appeared to lose confidence starkly in 2020, the same year the coronavirus pandemic began, with 85% confidence in April of that year, dropping to 77% by November and dropping all the way to 63% by the end of 2021. So this is a political issue, plain and simple. Denying basic facts and lying about everything, discrediting law enforcement, the media, and all sorts of institutions. I mean, honestly, what chance did higher education have? If the science doesn't support what you want, you do the opposite of science and just disregard it and draw your own conclusion. I did my own research. What does that even mean? Now, Democrats have long been seen as the country's education party, enjoying most voters' trust on that issue. But public perception has shifted since the onset of the pandemic. Last year, conservatives secured seats on dozens of school boards across the country, targeting critical race theory, which is only taught in law school. More could soon join them with their campaigns now targeting LB, LGBTQ plus lessons. I'm not making that up. That's also a real episode of 60 Minutes. One poll this summer of likely voters in 62 congressional districts, Jimmy, suggested Republicans now have the advantage over Democrats on education. Misinformation and a mistrust of science. Oh, what could possibly go wrong? <laughs> we can leave it up there. Ah. Okay. Well done, Joe. Nice. Sure. That was nice. That was well put together. <laughs> you know, I can't remember what we called it prior to the flip side with Joe. I got, let me try it. Oh crap! That's what it was. Yeah, so let yeah. me talk to you. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk a little 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 bit a little bit about something. I don't want to make this a big thing. Please God, for the love of God, don't, don't turn this into anything bigger. There are two chromosomes in the human body. That's it. Then make up your gender. X and Y. That's it. Because you think and feel something different, those chromosomes don't change. 
the, so the things that determine your gender never ever change because you feel a certain way those things still don't change now those are that is called science do you want to know why the republicans are leading when it comes to science because this is what they see getting pushed now it could be by the fox news it could be by right-wing outlets you know but what they see is Nope, girls can be boys, boys can be girls. There are 16 different genders. I think the list is up to 79 right now. But And then we look at a textbook called Biology 101, right? Or, or not even that. It's like biology for first graders that says there's only two friggin' genders because there's only two chromosomes that make up genders in a human body. So you want to know why I, I, I it, it upsets me personally, when people say follow the science, follow the science, because I do follow the science. And when I do, I'm called a bigot. I'm called, you know, I'm called a a, uh, a transphobe or something like that. Well, no, that, that, that's not what I'm saying at all. I have nothing against trans people. I have trans friends. I I have a trans female friend who is twice my size and i call her hon her i call her her i dress her that way i talk to her that way and i treat her like that i have nothing against trans people i don't i want you to be happy if that's what makes you happy be happy i don't care joe you can attest to that but don't tell me to follow the science when you tell me there's 79 different chromosomes where i know there's only two yeah. You know what I'm listen. saying? Oh, yeah. Listen, here's the thing. I don't. I mean, listen, you're not wrong about what you're saying. There's not there's not any other genders there. There are um, several fish species, including clownfish. Um, <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, red sided garter snakes, spotted hyenas. Uh, they all actually have a non binary, um, element to them. They're what is it, asexual? Yeah, yeah, so they can be one or the other, but you know what? They can't, but be? I don't think, but but James, that, that doesn't that's not changing the chromosomes. As biologically uh, instilled, so as a biological fact, right? Right. Yeah. So I, I understand why uh, Democrats and liberals say, you know, the Reds are we don't follow science. We hate the science. We're just uneducated idiots. Blah blah blah. Thing. I understand why you would say that. I do. But you got to understand the way we look at it too. You guys are just making science up as you go along in that regard. All that's going to make us do is buckle down even more. Do you know what I'm saying? And I'm yeah, not saying it's right. Yeah. I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying it's wrong. But when we believe in science, a, a particular science in a particular instance, and you guys is like, nope, you're absolutely wrong, but believe in the science. So, and, uh, uh, listen, a Texas uh, state legislator uh, and a Harvard graduate 
said recently, I want us to all be aware of and recognize that in modern science, obviously, there are more than two biological uh, sexes. In fact, he said there are six. Uh, are there really six recognized biological sexes in humans? The answer is no, there's not. There's only two. And yeah, I don't know why this guy said that or where this guy's getting his information from. And it's a Democrat talking out of his ass. <laughs> and the fact that he went to Harvard uh, makes it all the more embarrassing, to be honest. Yeah, seriously. Yes. Why? So listen, here's here's where I get bent. Here's where I get bent about stuff, Jim, right? When when people who don't know what they're talking about bring up science, I get annoyed by that. This guy's like trying to quote science books, and it's like there's none of science books that that honestly recognizes six. Like, what are you talking about? What what could you pop? Would you read this on uh, MotherHubbard.com? Like, wh what are you doing? That kind of stuff falls flat for me. I get that. I do. When people call up with their uh, notions, could we yeah. call them of the truth? Right. Uh, yeah. I will say this helpful professor.com tells me there's 81 types of genders. Yeah. <laughs> 81. That's not. That, that's not <laughs> Follow the science, they say. We're the idiots, they say. Republicans are dumb. Come on, man. That was like, I, I understand. I do. We're the education level in the red states are poorer than the blue states. I get that, you know, and they're, they're, they are poor in general. You know what? You brought this up last week too, right? How the majority of red states are poor. Yeah. The majority of red states are richer. And that really got me thinking. I was like, oh, dang, he's right. Right. Like, oh, free. He got me on this one. Right. But, you didn't in a way, because what you failed to say was that the majority of red states have what kind of industry in it? Agricultural. The majority of blue states have technical. Uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Mechanical. No, no, no. Like uh, industrial uh, Silicon Valley, right? Silicon yeah. Valley. A lot of, you know. That the higher end paying jobs are in the blue states. The lower paying job spectrum are in the red states. So you're going to have a disparity, obviously, of incomes and therefore taxes going into the school systems. So I understand why you would bring that up. And it doesn't look good for the home team mm -hmm. that we're, we control the majority of the poorest states. Right. But let's put it into a little perspective, right? So, but if you go and ask any 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 school teacher in Missouri, right? In in the countries of Missouri, right? I, I always I like Missouri, so we're gonna keep going back to Missouri, like independence, the town of independence, Missouri. Though they're loving life and they're happy making their twenty six thousand dollars a year because they can still afford things out there for twenty six thousand dollars a year. Well, probably not now with inflation. Not now. You know, okay. You got me there. But say three and years again, ago. Dude, you know, right? But if you ask, if you have a school teacher here, Joe, making yeah. what, $86,000 a year? Yeah. If they're happy, they're going to say no. Do, do you see? There's a, there's, a, there's a huge differential. But who's happier? That's what, they, you know, and again, 
just be happy. Who's happier? So you can't put a price tag on happiness. You can put a price tag on happiness and okay, you people can, will realize how bad, you know, look here, the, the thing about the South and the reason why they're so poor is because they don't, you know, they have very low taxes there. Most of those states don't have income taxes. Right. And so when you lose your job and you can't get on unemployment because they make it impossible, you're going to die. You're going to starve to death. And so is your family. That's probably what's going to happen. There's no social safety net programs to bail you out. There's if you were to, God forbid, get somebody pregnant, you can't afford that. Well, you're having that baby. So best of luck to you. <laughs> Maybe you can sell it on the black market. Wow. Listen, if if you don't kick some money in and, and put it towards your state collectively in a socialistic sort of um, uh, manner, you're not going to have stuff when there's bad times. And so, again, okay. I understand the allure of, of having super low taxes. Maybe bump them up a little bit. And, how you know, look, there's a reason why Connecticut's got, you know, in excess of $6 billion in our rainy day fund. And that is, listen, but so it doesn't matter. Plain and simple, it's money we can access if, if the uh, proverbial shit hits the fan in the next year. Connecticut's got the, the dough. Connecticut's got the dough to bail itself out. I would say probably every single state in the South would go belly up. They don't have the money. And the federal government increasingly doesn't have the money to keep subsidizing their happy lifestyle, as you put it. That is not even... Uh, that's not even... An, a conversation the, the federal government doesn't have the money we just printed more money than it was ever been we just spent more money that's ever been printed in the last three so, years so our but government it doesn't matter how much our money we don't is, have obviously our government every day our tax dollars are literally going to subsidize mississippi and louisiana and kentucky and uh, i think west virginia and i forget the other state there's five and all that literally are taking in more tax dollars than they're paying into the system for what it's worth by the way connecticut only gets 95 cents to the dollar we we're, pay more to the federal government than we, than get we back. take in yeah that's one of three problematic donor states one of three mm -hmm. in, the, in the united states and we're the worst yeah <laughs> yeah and and I'll tell you that speaks volumes about us electing the same people to Congress over for and over the past again. forty years. Not bringing not bringing any of the doskies back home. Like it, I don't understand it though. I didn't because we can go off on that topic, right? Like why do Kentucky keep voting in Mitch McConnell? Why do why? Because they're afraid why, of liberals. Why why do liberals keep voting in the same idiots here? Why does Connecticut still vote? Because they think the Republicans are all racists. I'm a Republican man, Jimmy, and I promise right. you this: I'm not a racist. Jimmy, I I know I I'm joking when I say that, but You're, but it's true. That's Joe. how people feel, and it's so yeah, true. again, dude, it's, it's the reason why there's a lot of people in Pennsylvania right now that are like, you know what? Goddamn right, I voted for Fetterman, not <laughs> voting for Doctor Oz. Well, right? I don't there's, understand how Oz is the best candidate. And, and uh, I do what he's not even from there. He lives in New Jersey for crying out loud. Carpet <laughs> bagger. Well, that doesn't matter. Hillary won in New York, so 
Did you just bring up Hillary Clinton? What oh, is this, 2017? What happened? Are we going to time machine? Well, I'm just curious why she's out there already spouting the little lie, right? I'm going to call this one the little lie. Real quick, by the way, I, I got into a little argument with my mom today. My mom was like, because I, I, I love polls. I'm a big polls guy, and polls are really? extremely, extremely accurate. And like a lot of dumb people, my mom was like, well, 2016, well, 2016, they predicted Hillary Clinton was going to win the election. And she did. She won the popular vote. That's what they're, that's what they're measuring. They're, they don't know. They're, they're not polling the electoral college. They were yelling at me, man. I was confirming. I met at my mom and you're in front of me. And so I have to flip out. It's like, dude. I'm like, the polls said she was going to win the popular vote, and she the, did. The polls also said that uh, Ned Lamont was going to win by 22, 24 points two years ago, and he only and it nope. wasn't that far. I'll tell so, you a great story. He had a 12-point lead, all right? The lead closed the week of to four and a half, and he won by three. And I already predicted today. Because I think all of the same people are going to vote for the exact same way they did four years ago. And I promise you right now, Ned Lamont by three points. That's it. That's your prediction? It's going to be this. It's going to be this basically the same vote total as 20. This is the exact same. We already saw this play out. And Bob <laughs> Stefanowski has done nothing in the way of making himself more appealing to the people that didn't vote for him the first time. He's not going to get more votes this time. He's going to get the same amount. And Ned Lamont has done an okay job. He hasn't won over any Republicans, but the Democrats are completely formed. He's going to get the same amount of votes. And it's going to be an identical election to what we just saw four years ago. And the silly part is, you can ask any Republican in the state, that guy's been campaigning for the governorship since he lost four years ago. Oh, I know. And seemingly has made no ground no ground with people at all, which is stunning. I think he has, right? I really do. And I think you're three, right? Is that what you said? Three, three percent? Yep. I, I don't think it's going to be that much. I think it's going to be a lot close. I, I mean, no one's going to win, but I think it's going to be a, a, a lot closer, which it can't be that much closer than it was last year or the last election. And here's why. Let me explain. Just because of the unaffiliated and the independents, there's going to be some that are not happy and fed up with the situation here in Connecticut that are going to just vote for Bob, just to not vote for Lamont. So I think they're going to be, there's going to be more of the non-affiliates and independents voting for Bob this, this time around than did last time around, but I don't think it's going to be enough. I got my hands on about two hours ago. I was sent from the, not from the Stefanowski campaign, but somebody I know associated with it sent me the internal polling they have. And it does show a, a four-point lead right now for Lamont, and that's it. And there's still 4% undecided. So in Bob's mind, he can close it, but he needs everybody who hasn't decided yet, he needs everybody to vote for him. Right. Probably not going to happen. Did you hear that uh, Logan in the, in the today's poll is leading Johanna Hayes by one? Yes. 
Yes. That is a Republican. For those that don't know these names. Jahani Hayes is going to turn that whole campaign around on Monday morning at 10 o'clock. Oh, yeah? What's happening Monday morning at 10 (laughs) o'clock there, Joseph? Me and Jahana Hayes are going to go one-on-one. Yeah, nice, bro. Yes, sir. Looking forward um, to it. She will not return my phone calls or emails. So I have been told that by several others. Yeah. Now, now Ned Lamont. You saw she, Chris Murphy. She retweeted my something from my show the other day. Jahana Hayes' campaign did. Yes, they did. And, and, it, and it was critical of her opponent. And so I immediately emailed her campaign. And I was like, if you guys are you guys are clearly listening, if you're gonna start tweeting my stuff, have her come on the show then. And they immediately booked it. And Monday at 10, we're gonna get her on there. I'll tell you this, Jim. I think she gets a bad rap. I really do. She is not a member of the squad, as many no. racist people in Connecticut will contend. Nor is she a clone of Pelosi what? and AOC. I'll tell you this. I did the research. They they only vote alike 93% of the time. That's it? Yeah. That's low, right? Wouldn't you say that's low? I think I just oh, saw uh, where uh, um, uh, Dick Blumenthal, uh, like 100% voted with Joe Biden on everything. And it's One like, okay. Now. Dude, 93%, it's like, okay, there's some things that she doesn't like, but her and AOC, they have different votes on seven major policies. I I, I am not, uh, well, you know, I I am definitely not an AOC fan. You know that for a fact. Yes, and I just want it to be made clear to people that Johanna Hayes is not in the squad. Right, I will say that. I will. Like, I'll back that up. She's not is uh, as centrist as you're trying to make her out to be right now, though, bro. No, she's definitely very liberal, and 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 that's fine. And I think that okay. I think that works in that district. Here's the thing about George Logan, okay? Candyman. George Candy Logan, man. <laughs> Leora Levy, Bob Stefanowski, and Dominic Rapini was running for Secretary of State. Those people are insane. Those people are. Wading into the culture war, they are going with the populist uh, approach on things. George, a flip-flopper and a half, by the way. He said a bunch of cease and desist telling uh, the Hayes campaign to cut the ads about him being uh, 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 pro-life. Cease and desist letter, like, that's so upset. It, it still stuns me, Jim, that uh, and it's it's funny that it's wearing off, but they got slapped around by abortion from June to September. Oh, that was harsh. We did and, a show about it. Well, right. I mean, listen, if inflation would have kept going down, if gas prices were still dropping. The Democrats would smoke these guys at the midterms. I mean, smoke them. I mean, historically, the economy is the number one issue in the midterms. Yes, a hundred percent. Again, so. just naturally, there would be some, probably some kind of flip. I tell you right now, if the economy was in better shape, I think, I think running on abortion would have been brilliant, and it would have worked. Would have been enough. Unfortunately, I think it, it would have been September to October, and I know you've seen the numbers, dude. The shift, especially with independents, independent men and women, 
to the Republican side because they're like, yeah, listen, I get the abortion thing. I'm I'm with you, but 606 a gallon for heating oil. Ooh. Do you want to know what's a bigger problem for the Democrats right now? Trump won, I think it was 17% of the Hispanic vote. Oh, yeah, saw that. Right now, it uh, Hispanics are up the... the both double-digit increases. Both yeah. double-digit increases. Hispanics and blacks. And, and blacks to the Republican side. Yeah. So that's a bigger problem for Democrats than women right now. Right? And Here's they're not the even... I don't part. understand why they're not concentrating on that. That's a... Like, this is... Here's your opportunity to diversify and get rid of the racist label, and you're still not embracing it, right? Why not? Who, the Republicans? Yes, finally yeah. making headway with minorities. Like, embrace it. Call it out. Point it out. Now's the time. How are we the racist party? We got more and more minorities joining us. I I, I don't understand how they label the racist party. Are they racist? Sure. Sure, but that's not the entire freaking party. Right? Like 25% is that Trump. Oh, come on. Pretty, they're pretty Come steep, on. There ain't 20. Tw there's not 25% of freaking races in this country of any group. I, I think racism is so such such a uh, um I, I think it's just no, I know. minuscule. As, I, I understand. Listen, maybe maybe racist is the wrong word. Maybe racially biased is a better way to say it. Or say have a little more of a old school, and that's why a, we need term limits and get rid of these chocolates. Yeah, a nationalist lean, maybe is a better way to say it. You know, pro America, anti everybody else, kind of a you know what I mean. Yeah, that's yeah, the I mentality. Know. That's the mentality. But, you know, I, again, I can't... It, it comes across as biased. It's not racist. They're, it's again, they're they're not lynching people and they're it's, not violating you. people's There's civil no rights. Laws. That's There's... what racism is. And yeah, by the way, I'm glad you brought that up because I pointed that out the other day. Record numbers of people are voting in Georgia, which is exactly what we should all want to see. Absolutely, we should all be excited about that. And the White House has been awfully quiet. Uh, in well, terms that's because all the they oppression. went on that campaign of calling it the Jim Crow on steroids. Yeah. Jim Crow 2.0. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? And here's the bigger problem. You still have Stacey Abrams down there saying it. She's still saying it today that, you know, it's the racist. And they're like, no, record people have came out to vote already. Voting was extended to more people. Uh, yeah. So again, true. Jim, I say to the look, there's a lot of extremists. There's extremists. I told you that the right ones aren't going to win. The left ones aren't going to win either. And it's as simple as that. And whether these people are extremists or just being painted as them, as I think of people like Beto O'Rourke, who's, I mean, at this point, he's about down by like 12 points to Greg Abbott. It's gotten worse and worse and worse the more Beto O'Rourke has talked. <laughs> You can't take the Biden. You can't take the Biden strategy down there. The Texans are going to want to hear from you. Period. Yeah. You know they, these people are not. They're not into the name recognition as much as they are up here. I'll tell you that much. Well, so here's the other problem with Georgia too. Speaking of, because they want a great voter turnout, and it looks like they're going to get it, but then nobody could be banking on the numbers with blacks and Hispanic voters doubling 
in favor of the Republican Party. That when I heard that that what those figures came out like two days ago, maybe. Yeah, I was like jaw on the floor. It's over for the Democrats. If these number, if this trend continues, the 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 presidential election will be a blowout. It'll be a blowout in favor of Republicans. Oh, yeah. You know, it's funny. When Trump won Florida, it was his success with Hispanic men. Hispanics. Yeah. You know? Um, And how many times have I said it on this show, Joe? The Hispanics are raised conservatives. They're raised religious. They're raised family. Very, very, very family-oriented. Right? They all want to come here to make money. That's a that's a conservative, right? What I mean, what more do you need? Well, they right? like abortions too. I'm just kidding. Well, yeah, I'm not saying I didn't say that they're cancel so, culture. Last thing I want to run by you. I, I talked to a journalist from the um journal inquirer, which upon further review looks like a very right wing outlet. And I had the former managing editor on who now writes op-eds, and he actually painted out that the Democrats, the Democrats platform for abortion, right? Abortion right up to the ninth month is the extreme position in this country compared to what most Connecticut Republicans and a lot of moderate Republicans in this country believe in that first trimester. And again, 70% of the population feels this way. First trimester, just do it. After the second and third, it's got to be for the really tight restrictions, life of the mother, you know, non-viable fetus, rape, incest. That's it. That's it. That's how most of the country feels. 75%. Yeah. And so the idea that, you know, again, why I say I think the Republicans totally misplayed that from the get go because they just didn't want to talk about abortion and you, you can't ignore it. But. What the Republicans are, Failing. I mean, even that 15-week ban uh, uh, that Lindsey Graham introduced. Again, I know nobody wants to go federal on this, but 15 weeks with the restrictions afterwards. Again, I think you got to push that back to 2024. Um, but otherwise, who? that's what everybody wants. People true. don't want to see abortions in the second and third trimester. That's true. And so Very if true. we're all pretty much on the same page with that, it looks like the Democrats are the ones that are like the extremists on that. And it's amazing that the Republicans weren't smart enough to like pick that point that pick out. Chris that. Powell, though, uh, thought he laid it out well, and I thought he was going to be all vicious and stuff about it, too, and he wasn't. Um, I think it's semantically that he's correct. Semantically, he's correct, right? I yeah. Mean, I mean, if you take the, the definition of extreme in the regards of what the populace doesn't want, he's he's 100% correct, you know, but I think I I think anything besides 16, between 16 and 20 weeks, anything going either side is going to be ex- considered extreme, right? Because that's if so, if you take it that way, right, if you take it semantically that way, saying, nope, this is what the populace wants, anything beyond that is extreme, you know, you only have a four-week window, <laughs> I mean, to work with. That's not a whole lot of, I mean, you're going to have a lot of people on the fringes of extreme there. So semantically, yeah, Chris Powell is 100% correct, right? The the Democrats are more extreme, but I don't think they mean it, number one. I think they're the 
biggest pandering bunch of freaking <laughs> buy some vote people I've ever met. I mean, they tell you, I mean, just here in the state of Connecticut, I, four years ago, I'm going to lower taxes. And I'm going to lower taxes. I promise no new taxes. Well, everybody's taxes went up, you know, $400 minimum in the state of Connecticut after he got in. They all lie about that, you know, and, but the Democrats just like Fetterman who, you know, when he was had his faculties with him, you knew how he felt. Oh, I don't like fracking. Fracking needs to end. But when he gets on a debate stage and it's time for an election, fracking, 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 yeah, support, yeah, fracking. I stand with fracking. Yeah, fracking oil. And uh, fracking. Fracking, right? And, and this is what? God, I mean, I have so much to talk about when it comes to uh, this the truth topic. But uh, and we only got no, we're over time, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so you know what? We maybe we save that for next week, right? Uh, we'll talk about the new ministry of truth here in America. A little teaser, yes, sir. A little, little teaser of the United States ministry of truth. So, uh, yeah, how about that? We'll do we'll pick that up next week. All right, guys, thank you very much for listening. Thank you to our sponsors, as always, for Joe Aguirre. I am Jimmy B. Joe, the producer. Is that what I got to call you now? That's That was from something I did earlier. Because shouldn't story. I be Jimmy, the producer? You could be. You would you, be. Nah. You know, Joe, the performer, or Joe, yeah. the, the, what do you call him? On-air talent? Uh, Joe, the talent? Jimmy, Joe, the, the talent. That's right. Mm. <laughs> All right, guys, thank you very much. For Joe Aguirre, I am Jimmy TC. Saying good night and God bless.